Are we that, rolling? Is that the new core? Not even. Jimmy. Wait, fuck. Are we rolling? Not even. Yes. Okay. Excellent. What's on Not the docket even. there, tough guy? Oh, boy. This would be a good one. Well, thanks to Russell's beautiful ADD-ness, we ended up delving into some waters that we should have really delved into many, many, many episodes. I was going to say moons, but episodes ago. The Overkill. Yeah, a little bit of that East Coast. Yeah, the East Coast thrash. I, I kind of feel like Overkill was sort of the next. Not that they weren't part of that first Big Four, but I kind of feel like you know how you always talk about like the Big Five or like the next Big Four, like behind. Why does there have to be a number? You, you know, just, label everything. Man. I know, but I mean, Jesus. people are dicks, and they're kind of like, "Oh my God, it's got to fit in this kind of box, and if it doesn't fit in this box, then it's just bullshit. And I don't care, or whatever." Band in the box. Uh, All that shit's bullshit, but it's like. Overkill had that place in like that next wave of thrash. Oh, definitely. They were the New York contingent and they were fucking aggro. And I came to the conclusion they have per capita the most fuck you of anything in thrash. I think that's a given for Overkill. Yeah. Per capita, the most fuck you in thrash. Every album, every song, every syllable, every note, every riff, especially on this album. Because there was, me and Adam used to have a thing, the Hodges. Gross. Back in the day when Overkill had Bobby Gustafson on guitar. He was the only guitar player, which, by the way, there's a tangential shout out to Don Bag Daryl from Pantera. Oi. But we used to have a thing. It's like, it would take two guitar players to equal the awesomeness of Bobby Gustafson. Because Bobby Gustafson, A, had killer fucking riffs, very excellent crunchy ball riffs, excellent solos. The dude fucking could solo. Yeah. How many other guitar players can you think of that shred and solo? Awesome. That's right. Yeah. Zero. Zero? Okay. <clears throat> Go ahead. Come on. Throw, throw it at me. Whip it on me. Eddie Van Halen. Not the same, but okay. I get it. That's reasonable. It's a reasonable tangential connection. And backshadowing. It's backwagon backshadowing for sure. <laughs> Dimebag. Dimebag? Tony. Very Dimebag-ish. I am. Very Tony-ish. Yeah. It's, it's kind of that one, one shop fits all vibe, basically. Because those guitar players, they did it all. They didn't need another guitar player to fill in the gaps. They did it all. So Bobby Gustafson was a riff lord of that level of magnitude to where he basically covered the riffs, the killer changes, the solos. I mean, even Pantera, as we'll get into with this episode, was influenced by Terry Date's influence on the production of this record. Yeah. And we were talking about the overkill years of decay. Or as I call it, the yod. The yod. Or the yod. The yod sounds better, doesn't it? Yeah. You betcha. You betcha. Hey, welcome everybody. This is Steve Stoner. Welcome to the yacht. This is gonna be killer. We're talking about overkill from New York. 
That's great radio there, Matt. That was, was good shit. Was it? Yeah. Let the record show. I've got the got the market on this shit. So, By the way, com- any comedians listening to this, uh, I'm willing to come make your show better uh, for a small fee. <laughs> you can DM me or the drug equivalent of a small fee. Either one's fine with me. Just DM me directly at Mr. Wheeler's Mine on IG. DM you directly. I know. That sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Everything he just little, wants to be a little overkill. Y'all know all this shit is ridiculous. Overkill. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> that man is a funny motherfucker, isn't he? Yeah, it was my favorite Men at Work song. I got to admit, it's kind of mine too. Yeah. Those so, are, they're like, shut up, let's listen to Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Overkill, I came into Overkill a little bit late. They'd already had a couple albums out, but I. Uh, def- Was this your first? Yeah. Okay, okay, that explains the because because you you reached for this last week. We we're talking. I guess now we can call it fancy words. Post production, and, and Russell brought this up. He's like, "We should do we should do years of decay dive." I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> that kind of goes against my autistical design of we have to do things in order. Oh my god. Well, but for- it was a good it was a good pick though because yeah. it's the last one that Gustafson did with them. Which I mean, me and Adam were both skeptical as fuck. Like, what are they going to do without Bobby Gustafson? It'd be like saying, "What would Pantera do without Dime?" Yeah. Could you fucking imagine Pantera without Dime? No, no you cannot. No. That was but, the same level of what the fucktitude. Well, if you go on Apple Music right now and you type in Overkill and hit the band, you know, the first thing they give you is the list of songs and right. you go to albums. Do they go to the old shit the first? The first song on the list is Elimination. No shit. Yeah. Boy. Out of all the albums they have out, that means that's their top downloaded song. Right. And that was all probably years cause it rec- Probably because it speaks to epidemics. Yeah. And well, locales. Surely Slayer's epidemic's got to be in there somewhere. I, I it mean, had to make a list. It had to during COVID. It fucking had to. Oh yeah, but <laughs> out of all the shit that Overkill did, I will. I think you guys will agree. Elimination is like one of the first songs you think of when you think of Overkill. That was their, it was a big one for them because that was, that their was inner like Sandman. MTV. Oh, well, boy. that was. Uh, <laughs> thank you, go. Russell. Russell had the mandatory Black Album oh, reference yeah. for this episode. You're welcome. He's got the flag. He has got it. That was well done, by the way. That was well crap. That was well timed. You you didn't Thank even. You. I wish we could see that in an instant replay. <laughs> that was ridiculous. But um, but you're right. Yeah, I mean that that was uh, uh, and really when you look at the track listing and we will go through this, people. This was the crown. This was their crown. This was. Would you say this was their puppets or I their black so. album? I, no, I would say it was. Their I puppets. think it was more their puppets. Yeah. I mean, I loved, I loved Under the Influence a lot. Mm-hmm. I loved Taking Over because Taking Over was kind of heading in that what became Overkill. Yeah. But this was kind of like their crowning. To me, if I'm going to be really fair, I feel like this is sort of like the like their puppets and like if Puppets and Black Album had a twosome. Right. Both. Like it was like it, it was the master of Black Albums, basically. That's it. <laughs> That's what I was lucky was. enough to see this one live. <laughs> I think Bill's mad. Yeah. I think I think he's upset. But you understand the magnitude. Yeah, that's what and, I thought of it. And uh, I was lucky enough to see this show live at the Metroplex in Atlanta, oh, Georgia. I always hear about that fucking venue, dude. It's the only show I ever saw. Actually, second show I saw uh, Eric Lega when he was in Oregon, Oregon Forest. Forest. Yeah, I got to see them at the Metroplex once. Well, wasn't it 
Motorhead, Overkill, and Slayer that, at the Civic. I room? saw that one at yeah, the we Civic Center. That, that was yeah, that we was the one where one. chairs were torn out of the floor. That right? Was, yeah, which tour was that? That was uh, Rain and Blood tour. No, no South, of uh, uh, South of Heaven. South yeah. of Heaven. So that was eighty eight ish. Eighty eight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw that was before the South. I never went to those shows. I always well, wish I could have gone. That came out. They were playing it. I yeah. Don't, I don't remember the tour. I felt like but all the cool people. The one I saw Overkill headlined with Cro-Mags opening up at. The Metroplex. I bet that was badass. It really was. They're pretty hardcore, right? Crow bags, oh, yeah. like they hardcore crossover. They were like crossover. overkill on steroids, almost. Like, uh, Crow overkill on PCP. No, I'm thinking Crow Mags was much more that crossover <laughs> yeah. New York, like hardcore, skate thrash, hardcore. just like hardcore style, yeah, hardcore. Okay. almost skinhead. What's another? Give me another synonym band. Dri. I mean, okay, so c- crossover like skate thrash kind of, yeah, uh, almost like uh, were more, municipal uh, waste. W- yeah, we're gonna shave your head and kick your ass, kind of. Okay, easy, but but just um, like East Coast, almost hardcore thrash. It, it was a strange show because half the building were steroided out uh, skinheads, and the other half of the building were skinny long hairs, which I fell into. And uh, I really was, I, I was afraid I was going to lose some hair. Cue that the deliverance banjo. Yeah. Y'all. <laughs> but, you know. We play those on repeat down here. Oxblood.org for white shoelaces, all that. That that was a Cro-Max crowd. So would you say that fairies wear boots and you got to believe me? Yeah. I wouldn't have said it that night. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Y'all know what that But means. the cool thing is Overkill had the Years of Decay uh, stage set. God. So when you look at the album cover, you see the skull with the wings, which, yeah. by the way, Avenged Sevenfold yep. stole the fuck out of that. But yeah, and they got they got they got reprimanded hard for that. By the way, but the drum riser yeah. sat hard right in the skull's mouth as where the drum riser was. That was a that was probably a killer. And they had the of, steps coming down. I'll, I'll have to Google it. Was cool and see shit. if I can find yeah. that. Yeah, but that was cool. And that. But Russell, you know, you remember that debate because I think that hit social media hard. I think Overkill was like, "No, the fuck, you do not." <laughs> yeah. no, that's not <laughs> that was yours. Our shit for years. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was like Dad scolded his son, like, "Sorry, son, you can't take that car out." It was like, yeah. uh, "What's his name's dad and Ferris Bueller's Day Off?" Cameron's dad. Cameron's dad. It's yeah. like, no, you can't do that. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah that that album cover for me. I remember I got that because I got uh, under the influence first. Right. That was the first thing I got into because people in, in high school, I'd already started high school in like 87, and people in high school were talking about overkill. And I was like, I was into thrash. I was like into everything thrash. Like I was yeah. a thrash slut. Yeah. Bring it the fuck on. I don't give a shit. If it's thrash, my friends listen to it. I want to hear it. I heard under the influence and I was like, I was sold. When this came out, I went to go get it. I was like, they've managed to merge under the influence, which I loved, mm-hmm. with Master of Puppets. To me, this was like their Master of Puppets. It, or I would, or I, Blackout. I would even say uh, it kind of reminded me of Antisocial a little bit, uh, Anthrax. The res- the receptiveness of it, yeah. the openness well, of it, just kind of not really the sound, but the attitude of it a little bit. It kind of had that northeastern kind of upbeat, like. Uh, well, they had—they always had a punky vibe. Overkill yeah. always yeah. had a very punky kind of flavor yeah. to their music. Their thrash was probably—I mean, thrash has its roots in punk, but I mean, Overkill kind of had. Would you say they more, were neck deep in it? They were New York and Jersey. Yeah. Would you say more thrashy Anthrax? Yeah, a little bit, or more hardcore Anthrax. Yeah, a little bit more yeah. hardcore Anthrax. Yeah. But you look at the dates on this: June and July '89 uh, is when it was recorded. Uh, Terry Date now. 
Matt brought something up to me that I didn't even pre-game. realize. Yeah, pregame today at the uh, local pizza joint. Johnny's Pizza. Uh, I didn't know Terry Date, the producer, was also the producer of Cowboys from Hell. Yeah. So on the way from the pizza joint to our uh, illustrious uh, recording metal nerdery recording studios, third floor, Georgia. I was blasting this on um, like my stereo goes to thirty. And it's a Ford. <laughs> and it's I'm listening Ford to stereo. it. And I'm like, holy cow! I can hear it. You know the the you can hear the sound. Terry Dateness. I, yeah, uh, but the, I knew that John and Marsha. Uh, were the producers of this. Right. I didn't realize Terry Day was yeah. also the producer of this. Yeah, so I learned ta- something. The tangential that. shout out there is, of course, to the Pantera Boys, who they actually, uh, th- this was an influence on them Yeah, for the production. Shall, shall we get into the tracks now? I'm all getting like track boner. Yeah. Or I guess we got to go through the stats here. I guess we've we've rambled enough. All right. Ramble Sorry, Robert, play a moment. <sighs> yeah, check out the wiki and send them some love when you get a chance. Uh, you know something else like I didn't her. realize that um, Sid Falk, I believe is how you say yes, his name. Genius. I didn't know that it wasn't Rat Skates. No, Rat Skates, I think, was on Feel the Fire and I believe he taking over. And I think this, Sid I think. joined on Under the Influence and stayed through this. Yeah. But this line, I mean, everything about this lineup, this recording yeah. was perfect. This to me, this was almost I, I'm not I would say, for me, this is, I know I've said it a thousand times already this episode, because I'm opening my mouth like a motherfucker. (laughs) This is their Master of Black albums. That's what it is. Got the reference and a new hashtag, Master of Black Album Core. Is that reasonable? (laughs) No. Post Overkill Master of... Now, Bobby Gustafson is given credit as the only guitarist. Napoleon's got an opinion. Alfonso Pedro Sanchez, who do you think? Yeah, yeah, he's pissed. Okay, point. sorry. I'll take that back. I so Bobby's that. the only guitar player credited on this album, but when yes. I went and saw the show, they had two guitar players, one of them being Bobby Gustus, and I couldn't tell you who the other one was. So they toured with another guitar player? Yeah. Interesting. It was a five-member band when I went Well, because I always thought that Overkill was kind of like the modern-day Sabbath in terms of they had like the, the four. They had a front man. They had Bobby Blitz Ellsworth. They had Bobby Gustafson on guitar. They had Dee Dee Verney on bass. They had some Falcon drums. Oh, four if you piece, look at that's their, it. If you look at their band member listing, though, a lot so they of times had a touring they guitar had player? two guitar players really? on the same tour. Yeah. Uh, Going now. Here's something else I didn't know when I dove back a little bit, and I mentioned this to Matt earlier. Um, Danny Spitz, before he was in Anthrax, was in Overkill. He wasn't a founding member, but he came in a year. They uh, Overkill started in 1980. Danny Spitz was a guitar player in 1981. Interesting. Right. So I don't know if that was just for shows. Dun, dun, dun. Well, I mean, it it definitely nothing against. Well, like the Mighty Mighty Pantera, of course. Nobody's really comparable to them. But to your point, if you go in for a guitar solo, and Overkill had a lot of guitar solos, when you go in for the guitar solo and the guitar drops out, it does lose a degree of heaviness, especially if the riff is fucking powerful. Right. Which Overkill almost always, I mean, even though Dee Dee. How many guitar players they have between 1981 and 1982? Wow. Rich Conti, Mike Sherry, Dan Spitz, Joe, whoever Joe is. Sounds like Bobby made the cut. (laughs) Bobby's a fucking riff lord, man. Yeah, but Bobby wasn't a founding member. He didn't come until 82. Yeah, but but Bobby Bobby was like the dime bag of Overkill because me me and Hodges used to talk about the fucking riffs that he did. Oh, yeah. Were fucking retarded. They were just ridiculous. They were. 
they were like dime. They were DVD, dime before dime. And Sid Falk was only on drums for five years. Yeah. Wow. But he was, a, I mean, that album captured the essence of Overkill. It had that feel. Uh, look at the, the one main member the entire time, Bobby Butts. So you're telling me Dee Dee, well, Dee Dee was there from the beginning. The bass player. Yes. But he left yeah. and came back. I don't know if he ever left. It doesn't look like it. No. Dee Dee is kind of like right. the Tony Iommi of so Overkill. Dee Dee That's it. Bobby were That's it. I nailed it. I'm a fucking genius. Dee Dee Vernie is the Tony Iommi of Overkill. Unrelated. Anybody want to uh, answer a <laughs> trivia question? Ooh, I'm down. Which rock band still has the original members that they started with back in the early 70s? I think they're all dead. Wait, the Grateful Dead. CZ Top. Yeah. Holy shit. The only original members that never broke up. This Russ Wages post-metal nerdery moment. Shall we play some tunes or take a break? We'll play some tunes. Yeah, hold on. This is ridiculous. Okay, so Russell now is in the billion chair, which means that Matthew is soloing it on the other side. Hey, everybody. It's Millie. I just want to say real quick, we've got some new pasta specials down here at the Rib Lounge. I'm, I'm subbing with Ron this month. So anyway, uh, check it out. Here's some overkill. This is going to be fucking awesome. Shall we start? I believe so. Thank you for that, Millie. It's this, time to kill. This intro is, this should have been on our killer intros list. Yes. Uh, It'll action. probably be on a volume two, I'm sure, coming soon. Some East Coast thrash. Time to kill. fucking show probably ridiculous <laughs> it was about to go down shit was gonna happen to break hair on your arm stands up just like holy shit I'm there it is Mr. Blitz and Mr. Gustafson a word Diddy's bass sound was sick It's like lip syncing, but it's more theatrical. <laughs> There's more physical involvement. Oh, 
what's crazy? This is going to sound nuts. And I bet you're thinking the same fucking thing. I feel like Charlie, like the mascot for Overkill, the bat with the wings, which, sorry, then sevenfold, you lose. But I almost feel like Charlie was like the fucking manifestation of Bobby Blitz Ellsworth. Yeah. Like he just that was that was him. That was like an embodiment of him. Look at that picture. You hear that voice. This riff, this riff right here. Give it some volume. Oh, do you feel that? That is fucking balls, man. It's like it. There's nothing heavier than that. Here's the Cowboys, can't you? Yep. That next part that's coming right now. The tightness. Fucking A. I think it's one that's scary day. That's fucking amazing. That's fucking what it is. funny now that you now that we've talked about this before about the whole pantera you know cowboys from hell relation to this and terry date's genius i can't really listen to this the same now without thinking about cowboys from hell right i can't because it's like even listening to that it's like i've always been aware of dd verney's bass sound because he has dd verney easily has the most distinctive bass sound in all the metal it's yeah. very distinctive. Nobody sounds like Dee Dee Verney. You know, as soon as there's someone plays a bass, yep, that's fucking Dee Dee Verney. Yeah, it just sounds like him. But it's like you can really hear Cowboys from Hell now that you listen to it with that headspace. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I never realized it was the same producer until you told me earlier today, and it, like did I it kind of click? Yeah. Synchronicity, oh my god, it's so awesome. Well, it just makes you think about the things you love about certain albums, which to me overkills Magic. Years of Decay. During my thrash uh, journey as a youth, let's call it Odyssey, that's yeah, more fancy. Thrash Odyssey. Uh, what I loved and what I really got into were the great produced albums, the ones that just where the well, Terry Date was an so Terry Date was like a Rick Rubin. He's an artist of a producer yeah. because he knew how to make the take the best of the band and make the best of the band right. on recording. So when he and I had a great system in my truck when I was in high school, I which had, always helps. I had a super rad pickup truck and it had a killer system in it. And certain enough. albums, uh, for instance, Injustice for All. <laughs> and just it for all sounded with amazing. no bass sounded amazing in my truck really oh yeah even sans bass yeah because did you have it dialed had, in just so the guitar had so much low end on it and so did the drums kind of like how years of decay is in yeah. terms of mix right so yeah and years of decay sounded great in my truck you know what i mean it was just the mix of it and, yeah uh, 
and all that had to do with production. And um, but I and so did Cowboys from Hell. It was like, but it had that sound, and it's like it's funny because now that we've talked about that, I hear Cowboys from Hell kind of the way I hear this, and it's like because I didn't really know. Hold on, there's an on mic burp coming. Oh, gross. It was almost an on-like black metal burp, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but when I saw the tangentialityness, yes, that's a fucking word because I just said it, of Overkill to Pantera, specifically with regard to the production of this album, it's like none of that shit dawned on me. And then that's an on-mic beer opening right there. That's right. I said it. I said it. An on-mic beer opening. Or you might even call it a beer hole. I don't know. But something about listening to it with that knowledge in mind that, that Terry Day produced it and the reason that Pantera wanted Terry Day was because of this album, The Years of Decay. Now, when I listen to The Years of Decay, it sounds kind of like mm-hmm. Cowboys from Hell. Yeah. It was a year earlier. Yeah. And if you go back and listen, I think maybe we might have a we might have to have a shootout episode at some point of like track for track just to see. <laughs> I'm I know that sounds crazy, but you know what I mean, though, Russ. I mean, yeah, I hear you. I'm not, I'm not being hyperbolic. That a word, man. I got to hit the button because, um, you know, that again we mentioned earlier. If you go on to Apple Music or most any streaming music site and you pull up Overkill, yes, the first song it shows up is this one, and it's there's a reason behind that. It's a perfect fucking thrash song. <laughs> that too. It's yeah. got all the good stuff. It's got the anger. It's got the gravy. Sarcasm, you know. It's got all the gravy. Yeah. And, and the, the anger song. and the rage and the sarcasm and the so, fuck you. Yeah. Nobody has more per capita fuck you than Overkill. Right. And hail. Elimination. So I'm going to jack this one up a bit and we're going to let it play a minute here. Right on. I think. Uh, that's the time to kill. I'm new at this production thing, so we're going to try this. <laughs> As Bill walks back into the room. <laughs> Bill is here to save me. You know what? Let that shit play and let him get settled in and let us enjoy the rest of Time to Kill. Because we have Time to Kill, and you have Time to Kill. Because you don't really need to work. Put that out of office on. Listen to the tightness. Really now, Bill, when you were absent, I promised uh, we were going to play the elimination, and somehow I couldn't figure but out. This is almost over, and this part <laughs> needs to be said louder than anything else, which I think Bill needs to play. Let it, let it play. Hold on, it's two seconds away. Right now. What are you talking? killer fucking ending and then wait for it what's up what are we doing elimination e e elimination which i mentioned in my opinion is, is almost a perfect what thrash disease song. yeah Don't perfect about perfect it's face. got the thrash riffs it's got, it's got sarcastically they were underrated at the time yeah very much 
And go. Go. Yes. Yeah. Right there. Time to break shit. It's about it. Going back to what you were saying, I mean that's Cowboys from Hell all day. Yeah, the the production. Do you production, hear it? Yeah, yeah you can time. hear it now. Yeah. It's kind of like really now, paid attention to it, but now, but you now that the, you know it, it's kind of yeah. like oh, the crisp bass. Sound. You yeah. will never yeah. not hear it that way again. Yeah. Like now, almost like a like a Pavlovian response. When I leave here, after a lot more water and hydration, I'm going to put on <laughs> Cowboys from Hell and I'm going to listen to it. With my years of decay hat on, and see if I can hear the. Yeah. But see, that's what a, uh, a similarity producer can do. You know? That was a Anybody shitty on Mike Burp. Yeah, our producer's a, a magician. Weak. He's a wizard. Yeah. Uh, was you that's better. Yeah, we want the cure. We want it now. But that solo even, that was fucking shreddery. Shreddery. What was that grippy old man? What? The old guys? Never mind. It's <laughs> <laughs> old movie. With the old face? The old face. The old face. <laughs> Got Gustafson. throw into his face. <laughs> old face. You're picking up what we're laying down about the production on this. It's like the more I hear it now, the more now I'm thinking back to Cowboys from Hell, and not even just in in terms of not, not even, even in terms of like production quality, but even like tracking. Not even like think back to the tracking of Cowboys from yeah. Hell and kind of like even how because I wonder if the if the producer has any impact on that or if Absolutely. it's more just go in and engineer it, record it, and no, capture. I it. think they have to do with tracking as well, but. Um, because that this, one had that good swoosh factor they had to their it. input. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Sure, sure. But th- this was also, you know, the heyday of Thrash, where the production got better. This the was kind of the musicianship got better. Oh, don't yeah. you think? You know, huh? Don't you think this was the kind peak. of the peak? Yeah, yeah I mean, eighty nine yeah. through ninety one, the yeah. peak. Yeah, this Without was like doubt. right at uh, and Justice for All too, right? right? Which uh, was eighty yeah, yeah, seven, right at. 80, so yeah, the production of that is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Sans base, right? Even I mean, uh, Anthrax's um, persistence and time have produced amazing albums. Sounded also. It seemed like Thrash kind of hit its peak through these years, and this was maybe the beginning of that. Yeah, check out Metallica's new Master and Puppets too is coming out. Sorry, it's just making fun of the fact that you said persistence in time instead of oh. persistence of time. Of time, I always lose. 
the I always fuck up spot. those connector words, yeah. man. Those are complicated. Yeah. I, you know, I got an F and O's in math back in the day. <laughs> Would you believe they grade your ass on words and math? That's some bullshit, man. I think that's, I'm going to call a conference about that. Some bitches. Hey, yo, this is rum. We don't use math down here at the Rib Lounge. We just use word, plain and simple. I think I said Dowry is a madman last time. Uh, he is, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and if he ain't, that diary is he a be. He right. should be. So the next track on this one is uh, definitely an FU song. If I hate. Yeah. I hate is proof that other than Fuck You, which is also a brilliant Overkill song, I hate is proof that Overkill has more Fuck You per capita than any thrash <laughs> band in history. Fuck You by volume. Yeah, fuck by volume. Is it by volume or by capita? Either or Per way, capita. It works. it works. Per capita by volume. Boom. Per Wait. Post-fuck-you-per-capita-core? <laughs> <laughs> Is that too much? Is that... So. Now you made it silly. Yeah, yeah, I put a little funny, fun, fun stuff on the website. I hate Very fuck you, very... Uh, this is what I got to say. Yeah. And God bless that overkill. And Satan bless that overkill as well. Are these your running? Yes. Okay. Thoughts up. This... I know they're not on weathered paper, Russ, and they're not written by a raven's <laughs> blood, but still, it was done on a keyboard, and some blood, sweat, and tears went into it. Not too many tears, but enough. My eyes are chapped. That had a um, an Exodus feel to me. Yeah, you think? I kind of felt yeah. that sort of. Yeah, kind of the swing of it a little bit, mm-hmm. but it kind of had that sort of hardcore punk "fuck you" kind of. I hate all this shit, and I need yeah, you to words. know how much I fucking yeah. hate all Thrashy, this shit. Thrashy but upbeat. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, uh, but still, fuck you. I mean, it was like still point. more per capita. Fuck you. I don't even want to say fuck you, crunchy ball riffs, but I mean, it's kind of, it was kind of that, and it was also kind of like crunchy verbal venom ball riffs, if that's we a thing. We have any time at the end of this, I think we ought to check out, and I know this is an album dive, but since we're on Overkill, they had an album called Cover Kill. Do y'all know that? Yes. They actually covered a Kiss song, yeah. Bill. They did some No, Deep Purple. They did some Deep Purple. They covered some cool shit yeah. on that album. I mean, that was a, I would love to hear Bobby Blitz cover Bon Scott. I think he could do a Bon Scott. You were such an ADD child. I bet there's a fucking something out there, and it's like, you know, oh, yeah, he did fucking Overdose, you know, on a backup. Overdose, for, right. Yeah. Well, is that true? <laughs> I know Exodus did Overdose, but I don't know if Overkill did. Well, the first song on Coverkill was Overkill by Motorhead. Was well, it? Cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I think that was kind of tangentially related to their naming of getting oh, their name. Yeah, was I from got the it. Song. You want to hear it now? Don't you? Uh, yes, please. Let's, Let's do it. Let's or do, do you want to wait? No, no, let us let us deviate uh, because yeah. we need to hear it. Uh, let's see. I'm, 
I believe it's live. So let me see if I can. This is like called a bonus track for those of you who are familiar. It's a, it's a good one too. Oh, excellent! This is what Overkill Popular. doing Motorheads. Overkill. Overkill. No. Yeah. No. No. You said Bon Scott. Oh, it do Bon Scott. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Oh shit! I gotta now I got to know. It's totally different. Totally. <laughs> 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 There we go. Thirty deeds. It's live. Is this overkill? Yeah. Oh shit. I guarantee you he was told he sounded like Bonnie so I gotta hear the help start. Published date was twenty fifteen. October fifteenth. Raphael Brawa. It's a good one to pull that off, though. Yeah. I'd have rather heard him do it in 85 than 2015. Yeah, but I could I could totally hear Blitz pulling off Let There Be Rock like yeah. a champion and not fucking missing a beat. Oh, yeah. sure. And he would fucking own the shit out of that shit, too. That was that was a nice little yeah. paddock. Thank you for that, Bill. Appreciate that. Yeah, thank you, Bill, for your production magic and genius and awesomeness. All right, so next would be track four. Nothing to die for, Nothing which is something, die. according to the wiki, that I believe they've not played that live. And I always thought that was a crazy killer riff, too. Oh, God, yeah. Use those headphones. The bass was fucking busy, too. Yeah. It was not just Ian Hilling it back there like a virtuoso. That was, that one. Yeah. It was moving. Then it was kind of like that non bag level of rhythm. Like, holy shit, man, can you play that? Yeah. next one for me i kind of feel like this is an example of overkill got in a time machine hold on let me get through this <laughs> everybody they went popcorn. hold on okay let's let's back popcorn up and relaxers that's right popcorn <laughs> and relaxers or if you want to just melt your relaxers on your popcorn that's even better even f- even pop even pop butter. I, I feel like that overkill got they went down to nopferatu's lair hit the relaxers. They got in the time machine that Phil's got there in the studio. They went back to the 70s when Sabbath was doing Master Reality, mm-hmm. got all the secrets to metal, and then they came back to 1989, and then Terry Dayton knew how to extract the message from Sabbath from the 70s, and then they put all of that energy into this song, and this is what came out of it. We're talking about Skull Crusher? 
playing with spiders uh, slash skull crusher with a fucking K because everything's with a K these days. Comrade. <laughs> what? <laughs> everything's with a K. Okay. Can you feel the spiders crawling on you? Yes. I feel like every time Tony Allen hears this, that he smiles and a tear like comes out of his eye, like a tear of joy. We'll see why in a minute. said, Amen. Let it be done. Heavy. Stoner. That's oh, badass. heavy at that point trash Sabbath and oh, yeah. it's like just fall. Like that's the first that? thing. Yeah, that's yeah. the first thing I thought of when I heard this. I was just like, "Holy shit!" It's like mastered reality all in one song. Yeah, because it even has like the even later when it breaks down, it gets heavier. It's got like that kind of center of the universe feel, which is the sabotage. But then it's got like the dual Iomi solos, like in both channels. Like, right. holy shit, man! He's got fucking eight arms and he can do rhythms and solos at the same time. He's like, you know, holy shit. You know what's super cool though is as good as Bobby Blitz is doing the fast shit, he sounds really good doing this slow shit too. Well, he's got that yeah. good kind of that bluesy, that darker bluesy vibe that yeah. kind of lends itself to that. I think I think he should be noted as you know there are certain thrash vocalists out there. Blitz is very very distinctive. Yeah, yeah. he should be up. Yeah, he should be. He's listed at the, up top. There in the top. Well, he's Zetro, he, Blitz, Zetro, Blitz uh, yeah. Tom Araya. Well, oh, yeah. there's almost like a level of, and I never really thought about this until you mentioned it, Russ, but it's almost like when you think about the front man for any man, it's almost like there is a level of character that you play when you, it's like, like an act when you step out. Yeah. Because when you step out there on stage, it's like now you're the, you know, you're the blue eyed devil and it's like, all right, now you're on fucking stage. What do you yeah. got to say? 
And there's a certain blitz stage presence, just like there's a and blitz that, offstage. That may be what separates when we look at bands like Slayer, Megadeth, and uh, Overkill, and Anthrax, and it, all. They had a certain distinct front guy or vocal sound flavor that really set flavor that yeah, right. set them off from like Death Angel same way yeah all right now maybe there were certain bands out there who were really good like Dark Angel and and Forbidden. a lot of them, but that well Forbidden yeah. stepped out there <laughs> yeah. but there were a lot of great thrash bands that really the singer maybe didn't have the level of difference or, or their own flavor, sure. like yeah. Bobby and, and some of but these. But they all had a, a unique enough one where it was kind of like, you knew that when you heard that, it was like, I know what that is. Right. Yeah. Like when I heard overkill, there was no doubt that I know that that's fucking overkill. Yeah. And overkill is like that too. It's Chuck Billy. Yeah. 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 But overkill to me always had that kind of ur- like blitz had that kind of urgency. Like, you know, I need you to listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Adderall. <laughs> Cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen to that shit. That kind of same sweet approach too, like Sabbath, did, where they had multiple parts in the song that yeah. kind of went through different phases, yeah, different riffs and stuff. Yeah, that was always a favorite for me. It was like you know, oh dude, this is like Overkill's version of Sabbath, bro. Kinda, yeah. What what um what Sabbath songs did they cover on the cover kill? Now that you mention it, Russell, I know they did Deep Purple. They did the Ramones. Tell me they did a Black Pistols. Sabbath. You cannot tell me that Urbicule did not think, do a Black Sabbath Oh, no, Sabbath they did. Song. They did Cornucopia. Ooh. Yes, they did. Yeah. William, I know that's tangentially related and also <laughs> not necessarily part of this album dive, but this you know This is what? an album dive slash overview. We're sort of like doing a, you know, kind of tour, if you will. Oh, they did. A yeah. tasting. Excuse me. They did changes. Oh, Sabbath. they did do changes. Really? Yeah. And talk- Never Say Die. Really? And Cornucopia. I know they did Cornucopia. Can I didn't know cornucopia, they did changes. Please. I don't, yeah. Mushrooms on top. <laughs> Not the shit take kind. Out very psychedelic mushroom ASMR. Psilocybin ASMR. 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 E. E. ASMR. E S M R. Holy shit! We just invented a new ASMR. E ASMR. And Lord of Mercy. Sorry. hear this but I also got a pause. Give me a moment. What? Let it play through while I didn't take a piss. Sorry, I was trying <laughs> to do it without actually saying it. You made me say it. Cornucopia. Overkill. 
and then we're going to go frost. I'm telling you, I think Bobby Blitz has got one of those voices. He could probably pretty much get away with it. Yeah. I can hear him. Maybe. I can hear him doing it. Can't you tell? Okay, I just hadn't heard that riff played that way before. I like it a lot. I like that interpretation of that riff. I feel like DD's bass could have been louder. I feel like he was robbed because for an overkill recording, DD Verney's bass sound is very, very. distinctive and should be out front at all times and i feel like he was cheated on that that was badass though i must say oh yeah absolutely well when was that uh the song when did they record that cover album let's see well, the cover kill was it on the cover kill yes yeah. early 2000s it was, wasn't it yeah 1999 oh 99 there you go ironically right before the nwatham came out how about yeah. that uh see related okay yeah. okay released in 99 they did um, Overkill by Motorhead. Excellent. No Feelings by the Sex Pistols. Yeah. M33 by Jethro Tull. Yeah. Some Ch- changes. Deep. Space Truck in. Some Deep oh, Purple. Deep Purple. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then they dropped a deuce and did Kiss. Kiss. Bill's favorite. <laughs> That's Bill's favorite fucking band. We're, we're going to do a Kiss Alive and a Kiss Alive 2 album dive, like triplicate, like when Gene Simmons from Kiss, that's his official well, name, Kiss and he finally York, gets his advertising yeah, so. money. And we got, we're going to do an album dive. And we got um, Never Say Die. Quality. Death Tone by Manowar. Nice. Wow. Overkill doing a Manowar tune? That's pretty cool. Cornucopia, then Tyrant by The Priest. The nice. Priest. That's cred. Um, we need to do some Priest soon, you guys. I feel like 
I'm going to put that on the list of the things that keep pain expanding killer. every single fucking day. Painkiller. Painkiller. We've done pain. some painkiller stuff. Free <laughs> stuff coming soon. <laughs> in my face. All right, okay. So after Skull Crusher. Side two on the cassette, if you're following along, or the next song on your playlist and or CD, The Birth of Tension. Which. Listen to what he's whispering. There were plenty of crunchy ball riffs. There were lots of crunchy ball riffs in that song. More than the USDA recommended allowance, I would say. I don't like them whispered movies. You don't like them? Mm. Sorry. Here it is. Listen. Down pick that fast. God, I feel like they broke into Sweet Silence Studios and like hijacked Fleming Rasmussen's master mix of Master Puppets, like Hetfield's rhythm sound. They said, okay, let's make Bobby Gustafson from Overkill sound like Hetfield from Puppets. I kind of feel like that's what, don't you, didn't you feel like that, Russ? Hmm. Think about it. If I mean, the tone is Bobby Gustafson has his sound, but it's like something about this album. It's almost got like that Puppets kind of Hetfield rhythm sound the mix you can kind of hear it the tightness of it something about that tightness factor especially the down pegging stuff Listen, you can hear it. Oh, I hear his face. It's that fucking tightness, man. It's just like a killer guitar tone. That's like the tone everybody wanted in the 80s. Our homie uh, Bradley Owens just text uh, tell Bill and Matt hello. Oh, so. hello, Bradley. We're telling you hello way after the fact. <laughs> way after the fact. What's up, Brad? Brady. The next one I really liked, Who Tends the Fire. That's a good one. It had a certain vibe to it, the whole thing. Yeah. All the way through, creepy. <laughs> I 
Isn't that creepy as fuck, that roof? Slayer? Wait for it. Okay. Kind of. This though. Which kind of? Are you thinking the skeletons of society? vibe to it you know it's a little darker than the rest of the album i think yeah i mean well i always thought side two had a different vibe altogether than side one like i like the good old days when there were sides i like them i like them both (laughs) i like them both but something about side two especially starting with that one it just had this whole other darker kind of feel right yeah, that was that was cool. Yeah, there's lots and like lots and lots of quirky ball riffs in that song. Yeah, it had a really good build up. And of course, the next one is the is the title track. Now, y'all remember the whole thing back in the '80s about the whole ooh acoustic, ooh they're doing a ballad or thrash band or like ooh they're doing a ballad song, man. And that was kind of a heavy. If you listen to the lyrics to that song, read those fucking lyrics. It's a very heavy. It's kind of an emotionally heavy song. But right. it's a it's a it's a killer tune. Like when it really kicks in, it's kind of got that cemetery gates. Now that we think mm-hmm. about the cowboys from hell tangentiality, it's kind of got that cemetery gates sort of feel to it. Yeah. In retrospect, this is Overkill's Exciter. <laughs> Gotta throw it in there. <laughs> I do mandatory Exciter reference. ASMR. Out on this road takes its soul and everything you do. Under the lights, people blind. This place is the same as last night. I can kind of hear that. Don't meet your friends. Fuck off. 
anybody that played thrash in the 80s and 90s knows that riff, mm -hmm. that shape. Every thrash band had that shape in the 80s oh, and yeah. 90s. Right. Gotta wait till it gets to the rocking part. with the analysis portion of the show. <laughs> Blitz nailed it. Yeah. Well, that, you know, that's Blitz, where just, we were in 1989. But, but that's yeah. also a testament to like on the road. And they were probably, think about it, because at that point they put out like an album every year. Yeah. Taking Over was in 87. Uh, the Influence was 88. This was 89. So they basically, at this point, they've been touring and recording, touring and recording, touring and recording. So I'm sure there was probably I think a I read they averaged about 270 shows a year for about 10 years straight. Well, they were always a working band. That's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. But yeah. they were always hardcore. They were working. All right, so we're left with uh, the closer. Evil never dies. You know it's what's just... fun about this one? I didn't realize this was part of the whole Overkill saga that started with, I think, with Field of Fire. Because, mm -hmm. you know, there was Overkill. There was Overkill 2. I forget the little, what the fuck was the name of it? The little side title. You know what I'm talking about? It's like the backshadowing, backwagon side title. Backwagon, backwagon, backshadowing. Anyway, Jackwagon. 
John, not Backwagon. Jackwagon, not Backwagon. Backwagon. Jesus. <laughs> and then there was Overkill 3 Under the Influence. This was Overkill Part 4. And, of course, they finished on Immortalis, or Immortalis, however you want to say it, in 07 with Overkill 5, the brand. So this was their Overkill Part 4, Evil Never Dies. Cool thing about Overkill today I was reading about that I didn't realize, like, they were Overkill and Slayer were the Venom opening bands for years, like from really? 82 to 85. If you go back and look at all of Overkill's early shows, for three years they played with Slayer and Venom. Like, oh, damn. I did yeah. not know that. It was That's like, awesome. You at, yeah. You, there's a website you can look at pretty much any old school bands, like first touring years or whatever, and it'll tell you each show where it was, what time it was, how much it cost to get in. Oh, cool. But you know, back in the was. day, all those bands kind of intersected and probably toured with each other and did different shit together, I'm sure. They did, but it, you look at a band like Venom coming over from the UK, they probably picked, we want these guys and we want these. So you right. West Coast Slayer, East Coast. Which is a overkill. killer networking opportunity. Yeah. I mean, how fucking good could it's that be? It's actually really know? smart, yeah. So... Uh, but yeah, for like three years straight, it was Venom Slayer Overkill. And I was like, man, that would have been awesome to see. I, I bet Venom probably enjoyed themselves every night. Because how would you like to watch a killer opener? Yeah, you become better musicians. Well, not to mention, I mean, Venom. you got to be watching just like, holy shit, this is awesome. <laughs> you're like, going got to these eat, guys out here sooner. You're going to each other band, going, hey man, will you give me some guitar lessons? Hey, look, man! I give you, I give you a bag of rug wholesale prices if you give me some lessons, man. Hey, you know what? Hey, y'all, this is Ron. I'll teach y'all how to make uh, the psilocybin ribs in here at the Rib Lounge on Cot Lot. If you show me how to play lead guitar, I'd, I'd appreciate it, man. I, you know, I'll show you how to deal, right? Special ribs there, you know. You know, they they're kind of long lasting. It's kind of like a turkey on on uh, Thanksgiving Day. You know, it kind of kicks in after a few minutes, and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> I can see into different dimensions and stuff. Anyway, come on down here. We got a good sauce, too. It's kind of got a spicy uh, habanero kick. Uh, this is Ron for the Rib Lounge on Cotlod. Y'all y'all stay cool, man. Habanero and psilocybin. That sounds like a good rub. Sounds spicy. Yes, tell you sir. that. So now we're getting towards the end of the album here. The end. With the evil never Evil dies. never dies. It might be an alcoholic because I could really go for another beer, but I know I need water. <laughs> water just alcoholism never dies, and so that would be called and, and that's not near as fun as end. I think I might be a pizza holic. Yeah, I could take another piece of pizza too. <laughs> Fuck. Russell said, "Food ASMR." Food ASMR. Hey guys, this is Lars. If you don't mind, start a start a gum ASMR page. I'd really appreciate it. That'd be great. Thanks.
Sir? Yeah, can you do all that? No. Obi is proud. can't cut it off before the best part of the whole song. Now we gotta kill us. No, no, hold on. We'll do it immediately after. It's coming. It's fine. You know what I'm talking about, right? Russell? Oh, no. That wasn't meant for you. Don't let that thought go. We're gonna hang on to that thought. This thought right now is more important and heavy. Master of Puppets. Yeah, it's got that vibe. It's no, it's the same. Total brain fart. There's a song that has that same. It has that same line. No, it's the same rhythm. You kick. It's on. Uh, it's gonna be a lover boy song, I'm no, sure. No, no, no. <laughs> Fucking garage days. Chun, 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 my God, Matt, it's a foreigner song. Jeez, what's your obsession you with lover boy? Oh my God. Touch me. Oh, yeah. Feels like the Anyway, sorry, I digest. Russell digest. Does Russell have a rant for this episode? I don't see how you can have a rant after Overkill. I don't think that was possible. No, there's no rants. No rants. So the the song arrangement. Oh, yeah. Tracking. Yeah. yeah. We always go through that. You know, it's weird. And I thought about this because I remember, Billy, that you said with Cowboys that for you that I think it was Cowboys that like side two for you was like you like side two better I don't know that I like it better but it did I, more for you I guess I, I liked it because it wasn't the tracks yeah I mean everybody else was listening to the you know domination the first few yeah for some so. reason for me like I like side one of years of decay but something about side two especially with who tends to fire forward it's just got that darker creepier 
Like, I mean, I dig all of it, but it's like, to me, side two was more powerful than side one. I think if side one didn't have playing with spiders and skull crusher, side one would be like, if side two started off with that side, one would just be like, you know what? Go fuck yourself and be an EP somewhere else. You know, we could just do side two without you. I disagree. Let's it's about Russell. time to kill an elimination. Two huge well, those are songs. Excellent songs to start off with. I mean, great openers. I hate you. Come on. Three in a row. Boom. It, it's an atmosphere thing, though. Don't you feel like side well, two, like even starting with the end of side one, has a certain darker kind of vibe than yeah, the first definitely. few songs? Yeah, they're definitely different, but it's kind of cool to have both of those on one album. Both. Yeah, both. I agree. You know, you got the upbeat, kind of funny, almost sarcastic well, shit. Well, the punky shit. Little I little mean, little Overkill little. always kind of had that punky edge to it. Yeah. Speaking of which, I feel like we have to end this, even though this is primarily supposed to be a dive. Mm-hmm. We're technically artists, and we engage in creation, so we can do whatever the fuck we want. Speak for yourself. Billy, can you play the song Fuck You by Overkill? Because I think it's totally fitting for, like, everybody and everything and everywhere. Is that how we're going to sign off with a big fuck you? I think our listenership would appreciate it. All right. I want to give a quick shout out to the <laughs> to the hashtag GME Smooth Brain Apes. Hold, hold, hold. Don't sell. Hold. Is that a hashtag also or no? Hashtag hold. Hashtag GME. Hashtag, hashtag. I feel like it's a hashtag. To the moon. We're going to be rich, motherfuckers. It's going to be hashbags. All right. Bye. I had a dream about that one time that me and Billy went somewhere and bought like trash bags full of hash. It was a glorious day. It was glorious. I think even Jesus was there with rolling papers. He was like, we're going to go listen to Stone and Metal all day and go through all of this shit. That's what he said, I think. But he said it in Aramaic, so I didn't understand it. So, Boom. fuck you, overkill. We love you. We do. National anthem, I think. All agreed. All in favor. Bobby, give us the final. Just love that. That's like my Calgon. I think for middle-aged men, that's just like that's our Calgon. It's like we just listen to "Fuck You" by Overkill, and it's like, ah, woosa, that's right, exactly, dog. dog you fucking got that so. shit, boy. Holy, she's got that shit right there. Oh, the little just ran out to get involved too. Oh yeah, she's she knows. There's Dorothy outside. She about to kick somebody's ass. All right then. Well, go smack that bitch up. Yeah, not Dorothy, the other bitch. Sorry, I was confused. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said too much. Cancel culture on the anyway. Way. I'm being a dick at this point. I need some. We were talking about dogs, by the way, and that's the appropriate dog. term for a female dog. Is that is true. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you for listening to our album dive plus. We'll call it a plus because there's some extra shit on here. Yeah. yeah. 
of the overkill years of decay we thank you thank you for everyone who has shared our shit and hey, followed us man, thank you you are a blessing and told yeah. friends about us we thank you you are a blessing and we will see you buy that album if you don't have it already yes yeah. please go purchase you some it years of decay. you need it in your listening ship yes which is also called a playlist anyway we'll see you until the next until, until the next. then stay metal later memory smr Hold. Words. Words, 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 words. Diamond hands hold. I'm just saying words now. Are you on a tracks wagon? Okay. Al. Good night. And also good night. Hello, everybody. This is Gazer, the butler. You're listening to Metal Nerdery. Go buy this shit at metalnerdery.com slash merch. I've got to go get merely some more pasta sauce. Mm. You can also go to metalnerdery.com slash episodes, a podcast, or whatever the fuck it's called today. But right. now I've got to go write some songs and resurrect John Paul, George, and Ringo. Anyway. His dick is just too big for me to not sit back comfortably. <laughs> what?